It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Hey there, my name is Cindy Liming, your host of Your Daily Dose of Awesome, where I talk about adding a little more awesome into your life. This week, I talked to Chris Cox, the host of Multiple Podcast Disorder. I met Chris through the Anchor Podcasting Group on Facebook, and Chris and I talk about the importance of allowing others to be themselves. For example, growing up, did your parents expect you to become something such as the owner of the family business, for example, but you knew in your soul that running the business was not your passion? Or did your friends expect you to like certain things because they were the norm or the popular trend at the time, but you really didn't like it? You just said you did so that you could you would not stick out from the rest of the crowd. Well, interestingly enough, this describes a good chunk of my childhood and Chris's as well. For me, growing up as one of the two Asian kids in an all-white small town back in the 80s and 90s, and by the way, my brother was the other Asian, was not easy at all. I was picked on for looking different than everyone else, you know, with my slanty eyes and my darker skin, and I felt ugly for practically all of my childhood life. And I know this is going to sound really strange, but I yearned to be white. It wasn't until I met my amazing husband who thought my dark skin and my slanty eyes were beautiful that I could feel comfortable in my own skin. Chris, on the other hand, had a love for anime when he was growing up, and anime at the time was just not cool. Like when I was growing up, being an Asian just was not cool. Don't worry, Chris will explain what anime is if you don't know. Sadly, most kids just want to fit in And now that I'm older and a mom and a teacher, I have realized that being yourself, that's really what's cool. This episode is for everyone. I had this interview so that my students and my own children would know that being you is the most special gift you can ever give the world. This episode is also for parents who don't necessarily like or are interested in the things that their own children are interested in. And this is also for the child who is trying so hard to fit in. Share your passions with your friends. And if they make fun of you for it, then they really aren't your true friends. Those are not your people. And this is also for the kid who is telling the other kids that they're not cool or they're making fun of other kids because they look a certain way or because they like things that are different from what you like. I urge everyone, adults and kids, to listen to others' interests without judgment. You don't have to like what each other likes, but you might learn something interesting. Or even better, you'll discover that you have the same interests. Looking back as adults, Chris and I both feel that we should have shared who we really were. 
And I really can't explain to you what it's like to have to hide your interests or wish that your eyes weren't so slanted just so you can fit in. But I can tell you this, it's not a good feeling. So the awesomeness that I bring to you today is the importance of being yourself and the importance of letting others be themselves as well. But first, a word for my sponsor. Hello. Hey, Chris. Hey, Cindy. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Well, great. Um, so your kids are all in bed now. <laughs> well, they're watching a movie with their mom. It was a, they took a nap late, so they're in, a, in my in our bedroom watching a movie, but they're pretty good to go. They're going oh. fall asleep <laughs> in like half an hour anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I finally got Haley to go to sleep so that I could do this. So I was like rushing around and she was all hyper because she was watching a Christmas movie. And I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, I got to do this interview. But um, but anyway, I'm just going to dive right in. Um, I would love it if you could tell your my listeners the name of your show and what it's about. Sure. Um, name of my show, it's called Multiple Podcast Disorder basically because I like to talk about everything and anything. I can't, it's really hard for me to get tied down to one uh, subject. So I talk about uh, entertainment, um, which includes like anime, movies, uh, music, art. I talk about being a dad, I talk about growing up, um, how growing up affected me. And I also talk about sports. Sports is a very big part of my life. So I try to uh, throw that in there every once in a while. Stayed okay. away from political stuff. I really haven't gotten into that, but we'll see. Maybe season two or something like that. I might throw that out there. Oh, you're brave. <laughs> yeah, I try to stay away from politics big time, but I am going to bring it up a little later, but not in a not in an intruding type of a way. Just because what I wanted to talk to you about kind of ties in with how people are with politics today. So, um, and I know I mentioned it a couple weeks ago when I was messaging you, um, but, um, but I, you through, I believe it was the one post that I wrote that um, I wanted to trade reviews. I think it was. And, um, and so you were one of those people on my list. And um, when I was looking at the titles, I'll be honest with you. Like I, at first I was like, well, gosh, I don't know if I'll, have anything in common with you because I mean I know like now after I listen to something I know you're a parent of little kids and so am I and um and so what the one I happened to click on was the one where you were talking about anime yes and so as I was listening at first I'm like well I don't I mean I I know what it is I don't know a whole lot about it. So I was thinking, okay, what am I going to, like, what am I going to write? What is this review going to be <laughs> when I don't even really know anything about it? But yeah. I kept listening and, um, and it was really more than just anime that um, kind of got me sucked into it. So I definitely learned more about that from you because I didn't know a lot about it. And, um, and I'm really happy to learn about any subject. I just really have a thirst to learn about really anything. Um, so that's kind of what kept me listening. Um, but your story around it is what um, really, really resonated with me because I felt like if I could have spoken to you right then, we could have had a really great conversation because yeah. I've gone through some of the things that you were talking about. Um, so 
So that's what I wanted to talk about today um, and then tie that in a little bit with how people um, how people feel about other people's opinions, because I have a really hard time with that um, in the media and and things like that. So um, so just to back up a little bit. So um, can you explain now for people who don't know what anime is? Can you explain what that is and why you're passionate about it? Okay, anime is, well, anime is a Japanese word for cartoon, basically. And uh, everyone, sorry, anime is a Japanese word for cartoon. So it's a cartoon, but it's a specific art style of it. Like, if you're watching an anime cartoon or a Japanese cartoon or a Chinese cartoon versus an American cartoon, there's a very distinct uh, art style, like anime they very they draw very expressive eyes. Um, they really take detail in drawing body parts or bodies, female, male bodies. It's not necessarily whereas American art, everyone's kind of big, blocky, and bulky. Mm-hmm. And whereas in Japanese anime, in certain ones, uh, like the realistic slice of, slice of life ones, they really try to draw the character as if it was a real person. So it tends to be more realism involved in, in some of them, in the slice of life ones, and in the more fantastical uh, cartoons, they really go for a lot of color, shading, and try to be very expressive in the face. So when characters are angry, upset, you definitely see a lot of expression or care taken into their facial drawing. So that's really what anime is. And it's a lot of martial arts or sci-fi. And it gets broken down into different categories. Like I said, there's slice of life, which is basically like if you just watched a movie, but instead of live action characters, it'll just be uh, cartoon characters. Or you have like your fantastical ones where it takes place in a faraway land with wizards, dragons, uh princesses knights heroes things like that then you have your um mecha anime which is like large robots kind of like transformers uh voltron things like that then you have your martial arts anime or your horror style anime so there's a genre or subgenre for pretty much everything within anime itself Okay, so you were attracted to it um, because of the artistic value, but you also like the storylines as well. I And actually, the first thing that, that got me was the storyline. I just, the very first anime movie I saw was one called Vampire Hunter D. And it was about a half-human, half-vampire, basic samurai who shows up in his village and just saves a, a farmer girl and her brother. And I just love the story of it because it went to a whole backstory of who this character was, what was his motivations to actually save this girl and why it was a big deal for him. So seeing that or hearing that or watching that, it really intrigued me and made me want to watch more. And in that particular episode, then, how old were you when you first started to get interested in it? Oh, I'm I'm probably saying I was probably... I don't know, 12, maybe 10 or okay. 12 when I, when I watched it, when I first saw that. Um, and then if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? I am 37. I'm going to be 38 in a month. 
Okay. Well, I'm 44, so <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> I, wait I know it's been true. It, it's, it's been tripping me out, like not in a bad way. It's just weird because I still feel like a kid. Yeah, so I mean, how, I know. I'm like, I get how it. am I 38? Like, I still want to do things I did when I was a kid. Like, I was just 21. I swear, two weeks ago. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I totally understand. And the thing is, you can still do those things, but sometimes your body just isn't gonna agree with it so. yeah <laughs> um but okay but you still are very passionate about anime to this day oh yeah I love it like my not this next show but the show after that so episode six is going to talk about this uh, anime series I just finished watching on Netflix and just how good that show was done and the overall story so yeah I'm very passionate about it now how long have you been podcasting by the way Oh, um, I just started. <laughs> I, I gotta say two months, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just started like, in July. So yeah, I'm pretty new, too. I, fairly new. Like, I originally, actually, I had the idea to do it about a year ago. Oh my gosh, actually, so did I. <laughs> yeah, and I actually did an episode, like I, I found Anchor and did an episode that's back when anchor only had five minute increments oh okay i didn't even know that yeah so a year ago when i got on the anchor you could only record in five minute increments and then you had to like re-record another five minute segment and then another five minute segment and then and then anchor would mash it all together for you and put it in one podcast and i and so i did one episode uh for like five minutes and i was like oh this is kind of cool but me, I'm like, if I want to do it, I really want to do it. Yeah. So like, okay, I, need, I need to get a microphone, I need to get a, like a mixer, I need to really do it. And so it took me like a year to like research, kind of get back into the creative flow of it, build my little mini on a budget studio. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I mean, and is then your, start. Like... Like, what's your day-to-day job? Like, what do you – is I mean, or, or is podcasting your job? Because, like, for me, it's just, like, a little side hustle slash oh, hobby. Oh, no. Podcasting is just kind of what I do in, as a hobby, as a thing, because I just like to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My everyday job, I am a program director at the YMCA. Oh, okay. And so all of youth and adult sports – and uh, some fitness programs. I am in charge of creating them, facilitating them, um, and bringing them or directing them at the YMCA. Okay, so like you don't you don't have like media like a media background or anything. Uh, I do. Oh, you uh, do. I wanna, okay, because I, I do not. <laughs> when I and I say I do when I originally went to school when I went to college. My original focus was to go into mass communications. Basically what that is, it's an overall blanket educational program if you wanted to be involved in um, uh, television reporting, media, if you wanted to be in sports casting, if you wanted to be a radio personality, um, if you wanted to be a behind the scenes producer, or production worker for either media, excuse me, for radio or television or movies. And so I went to school initially for that. Okay, because I was going to say, your podcast sounds pretty well put together. Like mine's a little clunky because I'm learning, you know, but yours sounds pretty put together. 
but I had to relearn everything. Like I, like I said, I went to school when I was in school learning this. This was 2000, 2000 and no, yeah, 2000 through 2005, right? Mm-hmm. And so everything technology wise has changed so much yeah. since then. Like I remember when I was like learning how to edit, you know, film, it was on Final Cut Pro. Now it's Final Cut Pro 10X. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. It, no, it, it's just basically, yeah, it's, it's basically like I had to relearn a lot of things because the technology and has just completely changed and has mm-hmm. evolved. So I, I originally went to school for that, but then I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't follow that path. I had a lot of people tell me, you know, you'd be great with kids. You should work with kids. You should tell kids your story. Mm-hmm. And, and so I ended up um, finishing college and I ended up um, working as a youth counselor at a detention center. And then, okay. And then that. Yeah, like me. I'm a teacher of fifth graders and a lot of, so that's why I kind of think that this would be good for yeah. my students because part of my audience are my fifth grade students. Oh, so, cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so, like, when I get around to, like, the theme of this episode or my point that I'm trying to make, like, this, as we get more into this conversation, like, I'm really thinking of my students and my own children um, because, um, so, like, I guess let me just get back to the whole anime thing um, because in that episode you talked about how you felt like you needed to hide the fact that you liked it. So like, oh, yes. this is like way back when you were 12. Yes. And, um, and so like, why did you feel like you needed to hide it? Like, did somebody say something to you or? No, you, you gotta, it, you have to understand where I grew up. Like I grew up in New York city and like I grew mm-hmm. up in, in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Harlem. Like that's kind of where I lived at. And then those are necessarily in the areas that I lived in, especially when I was younger, they're a little rougher. Okay. Right. And then so that wasn't everybody wasn't talking about anime and cartoon. Like it was basketball, it was football, it was fighting, or it was other street stuff. Mm-hmm. So me, if I was to be open and be like, man, I love this Japanese cartoon or whatever, whatever that's just another thing someone could use to like pick on you. Okay, so you never, you never, you just, it was something that you did at home. Oh, yeah, it was something that I just watched my own. Like, I didn't, I was not going outside and telling my friends, oh, man, I just watched this crazy cartoon. Because they'd be like, you know, they'd be like, what? You watching, you know, what are you watching? And like, that, they'd be like, that's stupid. Are you watching it in Japanese or whatever? Mm-hmm. So it would just become another thing that someone didn't understand would use it to pick on you. Okay. When, when you're growing up in my neighborhood, like they people are gonna pick on you anyway, and you didn't want to give them something else. Like you didn't want. I don't. I'm not giving you the bullets to, to right. shoot me with. Right. Yeah, I totally understand because I I got picked on a ton because for me I went to an all white school mm-hmm. and I'm part Filipino. So and I look I look more Filipino than anything. And it was as if like the kids had never seen someone of color ever. Um, and so I like already felt different. And so like, I never wanted to like make a sound and draw any more attention to me because people were already staring at me and making fun of me and, you know, um, and so Mm -hmm. I, I totally, totally understand that. So like, okay, so now that you're older though, cause I think about this sometimes, like, like once you get older, like you don't really get bullied anymore, you know? And 
so like I feel like as you get older you like have this wisdom so if you could go back in time to your 12 year old self like would it would you have said hey like to your friends you need to check this out this is pretty cool like would you uh, would you say that that now knowing what you know or would you still just not say anything about it oh no I would have definitely said it and I this is what I would have said to myself like you're gonna get into fights anyway like, yeah you're gonna have to defend yourself anyway so you might as well just be true to what you like instead of stressing about trying to act like you like something for other people you know you might as well just like what you like be yourself and and have that confidence to follow your path yeah you know? like that's why like I feel like this conversation is really important I don't know how many people will actually hear this <laughs> um <laughs> But I just, I think it's really important because, um, like, I couldn't like what I wanted to like either. Like, um, when I was listening to that particular episode, I had a time in my life when I was in high school and um, I had on a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. And I don't know, it must look really strange for an Asian girl to have a Led Zeppelin shirt, I guess. And like, literally, like, I had two bullies that picked on me. Um, like from the time I got on the bus in first grade until they graduated and they were a year older than me Mm. and, um, they like were up in my face and you're like, you need to name five songs by Led Zeppelin right now. And Mm. it was like, you know what? I, so what if I look the way I look, but I mean, I actually could name the five episodes or five, um, five songs. songs. Yeah. I mean, I could name more, but it was like, in my head, it's like, why, why do you care? Why do I have to prove my fanship to you? Right. And it's like, kids don't understand. Like, I don't know what it's going to take for kids to understand that it's really okay to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, if you look at a lot of the leaders in the school, um, a a lot of times the kids that are leaders are the ones that are confident and, you know, See, and, and they don't the care what part. you think. No, and that, and that's the hard part because in that episode I mentioned, you know, you 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever, in that teenage age group, or, you know, late middle school, high school, even going into college, you want to have friends. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to say, I'm going to walk my path. And understand, well, my path may lead me to just one really cool type friend versus I'm going to have a whole bunch of friends if I just walk the path with everybody else. Yeah, and that, which is okay. Yeah, it's just so hard to to say, I'm going to be confident and say, I'm going to wear this Led Zeppelin t-shirt. Cool, I'm going to wear it. And if you ask me these questions, I'm going to rattle off these five songs, chunk up the deuces and be like, peace, get out of my face. <laughs> I know like I wish I would have had the I had no confidence growing up because like I said I was already different and then like the things that people would say to me like really made me feel ugly mm-hmm. and like I, I know this sounds really pathetic but seriously I just wanted to be white no it, does that make I, sense like I just wanted I, to be like everybody sense. else that makes total sense you you never have to apologize a for other people who were ignorant and made you feel that way like because even though we're talking about how, like, about my struggles with anime, like, that's a real, the kids, the way they made you feel, that's a real deep down, like, issue within themselves mm-hmm. and how they were raised. And no one should ever make anybody else feel that way. 
Right. That's why I try to tell my students now, like, um, looking back now and knowing what I know, like, have you ever heard that quote, like hurt people, hurt hurt, people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now knowing what I know, like the two boys that picked on me are both dead now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, they're just a year older than I am. And so like they had drug problems and they had, you know, um, not a good family life. And I didn't know that as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what, and let alone at, you know, when you're little and then you're in high school, I don't know how much my old self actually would have cared yeah. at the time because they were just being so mean to me like it just didn't make sense but like now it's like gosh I really like I wish I would have had the nerve to say to them you know I I kind of feel bad for you mm-hmm. that that you're hurting so much that you have to take it out on me yeah. I mean they were twice my the one boy was twice my size like can you like obviously there's a serious problem there like why are you not picking on like other boys that are <laughs> You know, why no, are you mean, picking on this little Asian girl? <laughs> because you were you were the easy you were the easy target. Yeah. Number one. And 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 I always hate this because I watched the movie and it had this and it made me laugh. And you know, when when, when you grow up or like especially with girls, if a boy picks on you, oh, mm-hmm. it's because he likes you. Mm-hmm. And it like really twists your logic of what it means to be liked when you grow up. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, that part of that probably played into it because knowing that you were different and you looked different and you weren't white and you did have a Led Zeppelin shirt on and he or they probably like Led Zeppelin, but they were hurting or whatever and they couldn't talk to you about it. So the only way they could communicate with you was bullying you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't excuse it though. Like I just oh, really. No. Like no. as a parent and you work with children too. And it's like, I feel like it's my responsibility to take that, those situations and teach kids. Like that is like part of my mission as being a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just don't ever want any other kids to go through what I went through. And so like, I really try to teach kids and that's kind of like what this episode is about and what it's for is, you know, if, the, if, the, if someone's making you feel that bad and somebody's like going out of their way to hurt you like you're really probably not the one with the problem do you know no, what i'm not, saying yo no 99 of the time the issue stems from a di- different circumstance and a different place so like if a kid comes to school and acts up in school it's not because of school it's usually right. because of what happened at home because either there's no breakfast there's no clean clothes. Mom got on him early in the morning. Dad got in his face. Whatever it is, brother kept him up all night playing video games. And he doesn't have any sleep. And then he doesn't have any food, doesn't have any clean clothes. And now he's got to go to school and deal with all of those things at school. And the safest place for him to express himself is school, which usually mm-hmm. comes out in a negative spot. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's <laughs> it's rough. It is. It It is. is So like if you could if you could um like if you were to give advice like after living through what we both have lived through as kids, like if you could give advice to the bullies, like if you could say something to them now, like what would you what do you want to say? Because you know, I mean, I don't know, like I said, I don't know who's listening to this. It could even be a parent of a bully and you know, but like what how can we change the minds of the kids that are creating the problem 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like what, yeah. what advice would you give to someone who is doing the bullying? I would say, ask a question. And then what I mean by that is, because everyone says, oh, go talk to somebody. And to a 16-year-old kid that has issues and problems either at home or whatever it is or is bullying somebody, going to talk to somebody is not a feasible option. Like, they won't do it on their own. Mm-hmm. But what I mean by asking questions is just find someone because everyone has someone they'll talk to, even if they're a bully. There's someone that they at least will have a cordial conversation with during the day, be it a teacher, be it a lunch lady, be it a, um, a counselor, be it your your school officer, whatever it may be. Somebody's going to say more than three words to this kid. Just ask a random question. Just like, how's football? Or how, how's music? Start a conversation and build up a rapport with that person mm-hmm. and start to talk about when they get comfortable, start to talk about some of these things or ask to talk to that person when they're feeling upset or they're feeling angry or they're feeling closed in. Because a lot of times when kids have that emotional outburst is because they feel like they're being bottled up. And they, yeah. there's nowhere else for their feelings to go. So they have to have that emotional release. Right. I'm just they, somebody. Yeah, they go through a whole <laughs> they go through a whole cycle. And the last bit is the emotional release, and they bring it pretty much reset back to zero. So once that kid has that emotional release, they kind of you're able to talk to them and get to them. But before they have that negative release, if they can just ask a question to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a teacher, it doesn't have to be a counselor, it can be the janitor. Like I said, it can be the school officer, it can be a coach, it can be another student. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, just ask a question, find somebody you feel comfortable with to start a conversation with so that way you don't take these negative feelings down on somebody else. Because yeah. So like from your situation, what did you learn yourself about life? <laughs> you need thick skin. Yeah. You, you need that and you have to learn to defend yourself like verbally and physically. You know, and and I hope your fifth grade kids, don't, I know as a teacher, you don't want kids to fight and, and I hope you don't get the wrong message. But at some point, you ha- walking away is not an issue, excuse me, not an option. Yeah. You have to be able to stand up and defend yourself and, and also defend what you believe in, you know, defend what you feel, defend your confidence, defend what you like defend yeah. your path in life and either verbally or physically now, i'm not telling you kids to go out and just pop somebody in the face right um, right but you know sometimes people confront you with violence so they confront you with harm and you have to stand up for yourself even well right you like i told my own kids i'm like if someone's beating you up like mm-hmm. i mean like in schools it's like well you know like both kids get in the, like if they get in the fight, like the kid that started, like you don't want the kid that started it to be the one that gets off the hook. Like he's going to be yes. the one that gets in trouble. It's like, or, or like, let's say somebody's beating up on my kid, like my, and a lot of times they act, just walk away. Well, sometimes you can't walk away. So no. don't just lay there and take it. Like if no. you have to punch somebody, punch them, yep. you know, like don't lay there and like get hurt. Yeah. Cause you'd be <laughs> you surprised know? what happens when that punch or that kick or that tackle connects. Then it kind of, it, 
flips the switch in that movie. So they're like, wait a minute, you're fighting back. I'm not used yeah. to this. And it, it, right. it changes the dynamic of that relationship. And then even verbally fight back. Like, that was a big thing growing up in New York. Like, it, it, it's kind of starting off cracking jokes as well, but it also is like being able to verbally quick-witted defend yourself. If somebody said something about your clothes, then you immediately have a retort and say something back to them. And then that way they know that, okay, I can't just pick on this kid. I can't just right. say what I want to them. And I think that was the biggest thing that I learned growing up is you need to have tough skin. People aren't going to like you. No, mm-hmm. no matter what you do, no matter how far you go out there, you're away for them, no matter how much you bend over backwards, no matter what, people are just not going to like you. For whatever reason that you can't control, they're not going to like you. So you're going to have to deal with that. And it may be a girl you like. It may be a guy you like. It may be a whatever it may be. You have to deal with the fact they just may not like you. And nothing mm-hmm. you can do is going to change that situation. So you literally can't just cry in the corner of it. You've got to move on. you got to have thick skin. Yeah, and I think that whole part that you said about, like, like think, of, think about it as an adult. Like, now that we're adults, if someone came up to me and insulted me, I'm not going to take it. Mm. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> I mean, I would say something back because I'm a confident adult now. Yeah. You know, like I feel like a lot of the kids, like they just take it. It's like perhaps if you said something that first time, that bully isn't going to bully you anymore. No. And then you, you, you have to I expect mean? a response too. Like when people say the real world, I like to say the world is real. So even if. I can tell you the fairy tale of, oh, stand up to your bully and they'll walk away. No, you may verbally defend yourself and they may physically assault you. So, I mean, you have to be real in that. You may stand up Mm -hmm. to your bully and say, don't touch me. And they may push you and say, or what? You have Mm -hmm. to be able to answer the or what. Yeah. In in anything, in life, something is going to say or what. And you have to be able to answer it. And I think growing up the way I did, I learned how to answer that or what. And then as Mm -hmm. you get older, you understand there's different degrees on how to answer that. Like when you get older, the whole violence, like physically fight back thing, that starts to fade away. Right. Most adults aren't going to get into a fist fight. Right. (laughs) Now it's just, do you do your job professionally? Do you sit there and say, okay, I understand what you're saying but this is how I'm going to do it. And you right. able to professionally get your point across and walk away. And you're able to answer that or what, but in a professional adult manner. And it just, yeah. as you get older, those levels of understanding come. But I, like I said, I would just say, if it's a bully, find somebody, ask a couple questions, start a conversation before you physically hurt somebody or before mm-hmm. you bully someone. Just start a conversation versus poking at somebody or messing with somebody. And if you're getting bullied, stand up for yourself. It's not going to go easy. I mean, you may stand up and say, don't touch me. And like I said, they'll push you back and say, well, what? You have to be able to answer that. Yeah. And that's how, like, I, like, now, like, going into the whole adult world, though, and I don't want to get too deep into politics, but I feel like that's like what's going on in the media right now. Like, um, I feel like if you 
it does, in my in my book, I don't really care who you vote for mm-hmm. because I'm not looking at who you voted for. I just simply want to know how you are as a person and how you treat others and how you're going to treat me. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who you voted for. But I feel like with adults and in the media, there's like a lot of bullying going on because people can't just respect other people's opinions and we're the grown-ups we're the ones that are supposed to be supposed examples to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? supposed to be or suppose is a key word uh-huh. yeah I mean because like I would never I would never dislike like in my family um you know some people voted for Trump some people voted for Hillary but guess what I don't really care yeah like I still love you anyway it doesn't matter to me but like people are just like so hateful it's just it's like a lot of times I feel like, you know, we're supposed to be examples of these kids. It's like, no wonder they act the way they do. But a, a big part of that, a big part of this is social media. Um, yes, it is. Social media has allowed people to be bullies without repercussion. Yeah. So when you're, when, when, when we were growing up, if you, you bullied someone face to face and either you got dealt with either they got tired of it and they fought back so to speak or they just laid down and took it but there's no physical real world repercussions of calling somebody a name or typing a really disrespectful paragraph because there's no connection to it mm-hmm. and that has allowed people on both sides now I don't I'm, I don't like Trump <laughs> I don't okay. I don't agree with a vast majority of the things that he's said done or um yeah it's a long topic but i mean are you gonna hate people who no like i don't i i do not at all because you're a person now yeah i don't like your views that doesn't mean i have to dislike you yeah, right. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people write each other, just write each other off because yes. of who they voted for. Like, this is ridiculous. Well, again, a lot you of know? their conversations, no one sits down face to face anymore. A lot of people's mm-hmm. conversations is arguments over Facebook. Right. And, you know, people post a picture or a meme or whatever it is. And then it starts a whole stream of comments, either, you know, people on your side or people against you. And when you're arguing with these people, you can pretty much say whatever you want to say. Because, again, there's no repercussion of you seeing Right, there's person. nobody there. Yeah. No, and you're just trying to win the argument versus actually listen to what they're saying and respond to what they're saying. And yeah. you, no one wants to sit down anymore. No one even wants to, like, personal message. Like, when I have, I have a lot of friends, I have a lot of teammates from college that are kind of on that very you know staunch republican side and we've had a lot of conversations just because we don't live in the same area but what we've gotten to do is we'll just take have a personal conversation either on the phone or just personal message so not with everybody else chiming in just mm-hmm. us back and forth and it's just it always comes out positive that we always stay friends at the end of it because it's like yeah, i i understand where you're coming from i don't necessarily agree with it but i understand where you're coming from yeah like you know you know what chris i never thought of it from that perspective Mm -hmm. thank you for having a conversation with me yeah and i've noticed that with a lot of people when you actually sit down and talk to them the last words you always say is you know what thank you for having a conversation with me because it always comes down to yelling and arguing yeah via um via social media yelling social media arguing and no no points or no understanding ever gets across it's just yelling and arguing 
and everybody loses the point anyway. Right. It does get lost in the yellow. Thing. It does get lost. Yeah. Just, then you start arguing about some random thing that the third person in the comments said, and then no one's even talking about the actual post. post. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I, in my, in my, my philosophy is I think, and this goes like from children all the way up to adults. I really think that we should just let people like what they like. I mean, who cares? Like, like whatever you like. I don't just be you, you know, like even like, um, like with my own kids, athlete, he plays a lot of basketball and it, it, but he has like, there's so much more to him than just basketball, you know? And I don't, I mean, I don't even know if anybody really realizes how, how many layers this child has. I mean, he's not just an athlete, you know, and I feel like athletes are expected to like certain things and act certain ways. And, you know, and yes. he does, he likes other things other th- than basketball and that's okay. And it's like, sometimes I, I, my other question I was going to ask you though, like as far as, um, parenting though like you know what if your child um is interested in something that you're not interested in like (laughs) like has that happened with you uh not yet but i'm pretty sure it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. Uh, i have have two kids and i have a five-year-old son and a seven-year-old daughter and i mean i love them to death but what if they liked something that you're like, oh, that is so ridiculous. <laughs> I, you know, it would, it, and honestly, I know people, whoever's listening, you know, like you said, whoever listens to it, they were like, oh, that's not true. It really wouldn't matter to me. I think you brought up Peppa Pig. Didn't you bring up Pe- Peppa Pig? In oh, that? yeah. One time. Yeah. I, I, I can't watch that show. Like, it doesn't matter that they like it, it but it, I don't have to watch it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And um, I it really it honestly wouldn't matter to me. Like my my son right now, and like I I'm a football player. Like I played football in high school. So when you talked about your son being an athlete, and people not understand the layers to him, I 100 percent understand that. And I was an athlete in college, and I was an athlete after college. So like I I played football up until probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, five or six years ago I played football, and so. I would love my son to play football. My son has no real <laughs> inkling or want to play football right now. Granted, he's mm-hmm. five, but he did, doesn't really doesn't even want to watch it with me. And what mind. if he never does? Then how do you feel about that? It would be sad. And honestly, it would be sad because I'm like, oh, you know, I wish I could teach him what I know and, you know, show him how to do certain things and kind of pass on this knowledge, almost like a family, like a passing of the torch. I wish mm-hmm. I could do that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The thing that he loves right now is Legos, and he is a wizard at it at five. Like, he doesn't need the instructions. He will just build whatever is in his head. And he builds cars, planes, structures, robots. I mean, these are like viable robots out of these Lego pieces that weren't even designed to be a robot. He's like, look, Dad, I, bro- I built that. Or he'll see something on TV and go, oh, I can do that. And he'll build it in, like, 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. that's awesome to me. So, like, all that passion of, oh, I wish you could play football, that pride that I would have if he, you know, scored a touchdown or made a tackle goes into the fact that he can do something that I can't do. Like, mm-hmm. leg- Legos are not my thing. Like, 3D thinking wasn't my forte and so for him to have that 
and be passionate about it. I love that. It's not yeah. something that I'm wanting to spend into, but I love it because he's into it. And I'm not going to force him to do something he doesn't want to do because mm-hmm. I'm going to lose him. Like I, right, I that. see that, and I see that in my son sometimes. Like, not with me. I don't want to talk too much. I don't know who's listening. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, I, I'm not married to his dad anymore, and so I would never want to put his dad down. But like, mm-hmm. I sometimes um, just like I, I as parents, I think we need to be okay with all these different layers that our kids have. Yeah. You know, like my daughter, McKenna, like she likes, she almost likes so many different things. It's like a fault of hers. It's like, <laughs> I can't keep up with all the instruments you want to play. But it's like, I, I do my best as a parent to encourage the kids, like whatever they are interested in. I really try to encourage it, even if it's not something that I'm interested in. Yeah, like my, I, like I really don't know how interested my kids are even in my podcast. Like I have two teenagers <laughs> and they know that I do this, but, and they're not interested in it, but they support me, you know, yeah. like, like same thing for them. Like I might not be interested in what they're interested in, but I definitely want to be supportive to them. <laughs> So. No, it's it, it's good. I think, and the reason why I would never, like I coached football, I coached high school football, and, and and after I finished with college, after I finished playing, I was like a graduate assistant, and I would just see these kids who would quit like two, three weeks into practice, just quit and be a regular student. And then you come to find out when you talk to them a little more, like their parents, their dad or mom pushed them to play football when they were in oh, middle school, yeah. they pushed them to play football in high school. And also they were like the big fish, you know, everyone filled their ego that they're this and they're that. And then when you get to college, everyone's ego gets knocked down. Yeah. <laughs> those three, four weeks into that first, you know, those first couple practices before the games, you really figure out it's a different level from high school. And you were a big fish in a small pond now you're a really small fish in a really big pond Mm -hmm. and you got to figure out how to swim with everybody yeah and And, just imagine how and I don't know if this was the case for you but imagine how that must feel if that's not your passion and your parents pushed and pushed and pushed and now here you are in college and you don't like it like I can't imagine how that would feel that's why you see a lot of kids quit or a lot of kids walk away and just be a student versus be a student athlete. Now, I loved, or I shouldn't say love, I love football. Football was, if anime was, if it's like one and one A, like, I love those things. And so I really put everything I had into football. But that was the, that was the overshining thing with me. When you looked at me, everyone knew football player or athlete, mm-hmm. or I played baseball, or I wrestled, or I drew shot put, or whatever it is. Everyone saw me athlete jock, right? Right. But like you said with your son, no one saw the layers of how I love to watch movies and pick them apart and look at different transitions and look at how dialogue helps or how they use color or how I loved anime and cartoons and comic books and superheroes or how I love you know, music and pulling notes apart and things like that. So or writing short stories, no one knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kept that to myself, but I still had the passion for sports. There's a lot of kids that I met when I went to school that had no real passion for sports. And once it got tough, they're like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. And you just walk away. And I never want my child to feel that I'm doing that to them. 
Yes. So whatever it is they love, they love. And I do my best to not like coach them from the sidelines. And sometimes mm-hmm. and I tell them, hey, look, that's what you're doing. Like my daughter is um, a social butterfly. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you a quick story. She's playing soccer. She's seven. So she's playing youth soccer in the YMCA league that I run. And uh, she was just like running around the field, having a good time. Coach puts her in to play goalie. And one of her classmates was like on the other side of the goalie net, just kind of walking around. And so she turns around mid game and starts having a conversation with her classmate. <laughs> and she's just, <laughs> I'm chopping it up. She's having a great time. And I'm like doing my best, trying not to say anything because I'm, I'm also working. So I'm walking around and I just happen to go, you know, Munchkin, turn around. And then she like turns around and like these like cat, like seven year old reflexes just to flex the ball that's coming at her. And she's like, hi, daddy. And turns around and starts talking to this kid. <laughs> and, and you're like, I don't even know what to say. Like, do you say, keep playing the game? Do you stop her? And it's just like, you know what? Let her have fun because she's seven. <laughs> yeah. We're know. not in World Cup soccer. She's seven. Let yeah, her have so fun. Hard you know, and I had to, I had to like disconnect myself a little bit because I wanted to be like, okay, Esperanza, turn around. Watch the game. Watch where they're going. I wanted to like have her have that same uh, passion or outlook at it. But really, she just had fun because she was with her friends. Mm-hmm. And I had to back up and say, let her have fun and be with her friends. And she had the most fun playing soccer or playing softball. And she doesn't care. She hits home runs or scores goals. She just likes being with her friends. Yeah. And so we'll let the, the, the competitive switch, if it flips, we'll let it flip on its own. Like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the message I wanted to get out with you today was just to, you know, like let people like what they're gonna like, whether yes. they're children, um, high school kids, even as adults, like, like even in the political realm, like mm-hmm. let people like who they want to like, because getting put down for liking something or being held back from being yourself is such a hurtful thing to me. Yes. So I really appreciate this conversation. Like I said, like if I was sitting there with you <laughs> when you did that episode, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to talk to this guy. Well, yeah, so. no problem. I mean, you can always hit me up if you ever want to do another interview or if there's anything you have a topic or I have a topic that you may want to come on my show. Oh, You're I would love perf- it perfectly welcome to do so because like i said all the time myself i love to talk so i really do hope people like to listen because i'm I'm ready to talk all the time anyway (laughs) (laughs) you know what it's interesting though because um i i'm naturally an introvert um i in my profession as a teacher i have to um i've had to really work at being more extroverted and then i became a minister's wife so like Mm -hmm. when we're um you know at church or when we have to move churches like i have to force myself to um and i've learned how to be fairly good at it but i it's a definitely a learned skill to like be able to talk to people and so like now that i'm podcasting i'm like getting a lot better at it i feel like it's good for my personality i guess to talk to people because this is like when I got the idea of podcasting, it wasn't, um, I was really afraid because I'm not na- a natural at this, but I'm discovering I really enjoy it. So, and that's the um, best part is if you enjoy it, it will seem natural. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, people tell me that I'm good at it. So, I mean, I guess, (laughs) I I, I mean, I must be okay. I've got people listening to it. Yeah. If you got some Um, listeners, if you got 10 listeners and that's 10 people you reached and that's all you need. Right. Right. And I, I love it. I love, love, love podcasting. And like, I was even talking to my husband before I did this interview with you because like, I've never spoken to you until now. So like, (laughs) For me, I mean, I know you like to talk and you seem like you're probably a natural extrovert. But like for me, I was like, I was like, you know what, though, like podcasters, they like to talk. So I don't really (laughs) I don't really see it being that much of a problem. So I'm enjoying learning this skill a little bit more. But the funny part about it is I am a. I'm an extroverted introvert. Like that's how I, that's how I would describe myself. Yes. And, yeah. And like, and some people are introverted extrovert. Like it, that's a weird phrase or a weird um, label that I've always found like reading up or it's a weird label to put on someone. Someone can be extroverted and doesn't mind talking to people in the crowd, but still inside would rather be at home by themselves. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're able to get over that. And some people can't get over that. It's very hard for them. Like, I, I always make fun of my wife because I'm like, you know, she tell like, when we first started having conversations and talking, like, she would never tell a story. And I felt like I would talk 90% of the time. <laughs> and she's just not into, like, small talk. Once we started talking about, like, life and politics and this and that, then she opened up and talked about everything because that was what was passionate for her and made her become extroverted. Mm-hmm. me I can talk about anything because I just I like love it and people around I'm laughing and joking but mm-hmm. a lot of the times it's still times I would just rather be in my house mm-hmm. <laughs> watching a tv show by myself and yeah it's just whether or not you can get over it or not so like it seems like I'm like oh yeah I'm all out there and I love it, but sometimes I was just as nervous. I never talked to you. I didn't know how this was going to go. Right. I didn't know, but then I I gave myself that reassurance because this is not my first interview. And like every interview I've done has gone very well. Like there's never, (laughs) there's never like the uncomfortable silence because I definitely, the one thing I think that all podcast hosts have in common is that way we like to talk. So, yeah. Well, good. I'm I'm glad I'm keeping the streak up and you're still batting a thousand. So I'm glad. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you so much um, for being on. And yes, I would definitely like to keep in contact again. So um, so before I let you go, though, can you go ahead and say the name of your show again and where my listeners can find more information about you? Sure. Name of my podcast is Multiple Podcast Disorder. You can find me on Anchor. You can catch me on Google Podcast on Apple Podcast, um, soon to be on YouTube, uh, hopefully within the next couple of months. So pretty much anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, you can find multiple podcast disorder. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. And you have a good Christmas and a yes, great you rest as well. of the night. Thank you. you good welcome. night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got some kind of awesomeness from my episode today. If you need even more awesome, check out my website with a brand new name. It's www.yourdailydoseofawesomepodcast.com where you can find links to all of my episodes and links to the products that I mention on the show. 
You can also join my Facebook group by searching Your Daily Dose of Awesome. I'm also on Instagram at Your DD of Awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter at Cindy Liming. Cindy is spelled C-Y-N-D-I and Liming is L-I-M-I-N-G. Have an awesome week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.